Hi, this is Car Care for the Clueless on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Pam Oaks. We're going to show you how not to repair your car in the driveway or garage, but how to have your car repaired properly by an ASC certified technician like myself. This program is based on my latest book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining Your Vehicle. On today's show, we're going to be talking to several of my customers regarding their car care questions. And also, our gadget guru is back, Peter Sudak. He's got another car care gadget just for you. But first, let me give you a little background again, what I do. I own and operate an automotive repair and tire store in Florida for the past 16 years. And every day, people ask me questions regarding how to maintain their car, along with the services that we're providing. So I thought this would be a lot of fun having some of these questions on air so possibly you can learn from them. I know I learn something every day because I can't know everything out there about cars, but you know what? I research, look it up, and I give my customers the right answers, which is what we're going to do for you. Let's talk to the customers and see what they have to say. We have Drake with us today from Florida. Drake, what's your car question? I don't know. My car question, Pam is in Florida with the heat, oh, should, and I read where my tires need the perfect pressure for them, should I be worried more about inflating or deflating with, for better gas mileage? You always should read what is inside your door panel. There's going to be a PSI level for the front, there's going to be a PSI level for the back. We don't want you to go any more or any less. This is how the manufacturer has designed the vehicle for the specific tire size and the specific PSI in it. Don't vary it because you think it's too hot or too cold out. This will cause instability, unusual tire wear, poor braking. I could just go on and on. So just keep it as the manufacturer wants it, whatever car you drive. Once again, I learned from you, Pam. Thank you. Thank you. So let me give you a real-life situation that has happened to one of my customers because they did not heed my advice and listen to Drake thinking that over underinflating tire pressure would help them. I had a customer purchase tires and they overinflated them thinking that they were going to get better gas mileage. Wrong. So in doing this, not only did they diminish their fuel economy, the lifespan of the tire, but they couldn't really handle the car like they used to and they got in a rainstorm and lost control and got an accident from it. True story. Now let's go to our next customer. We have Joanna from Fort Myers and she has a couple of car care questions. How are you doing? I am fine, Pam. How are you? Good. And what questions do you have for me today? My questions are, will it benefit my car's engine if I use high octane even though I can use regular gas? No, as I always stress, it's not the octane so much, it's the quality of fuel that you put in your car. We always stand behind recommending top-tier fuel. Uh, top-tier fuel has the additives in it that the car manufacturers, the six car manufacturers, GM, Honda, Toyota, BMW, Audi, and VW, ask the petroleum companies so that their vehicles would get the optimum fuel economy and lowest emissions. 
this is going to be regional, so I recommend you asking your ASC technician which fuel facilities have this in your area. Okay, thank you. Also, with the AC on, will I burn more gas? You are not going to notice it, not like cars passed, because they have sensors and actuators in the engines. Um, upon acceleration, it will turn compressors off. It will uh, activate them only under certain conditions, and um, I highly recommend just using it and enjoying it. Also, when you see the little numbers on the blower motor, it says one, three, four. That is just airflow. That has nothing to do about the compressor's load on the engine. So don't be hesitant using that. Thank you. What effect does it have on my car if I have the tires not properly, properly inflated? Well, you have several ill effects. You have uh, diminished steering. Diminished suspension, diminished braking, your miles per gallon will drop. You'll be uh, using more gasoline. So always go off of the door sticker on the driver's door. It shows you the proper pressure for the front tires and for the rear. On some vehicles, it may vary. And remember, always use atmospheric air. None of the car manufacturers or the tire manufacturers endorse nitrogen. Sounds important, that's for sure. And what about all those extra trinkets that are on the ignition key? It can get pretty heavy with that. That's a good question. Mm -hmm. uh, you see a lot of people, they'll have all these little mementos on these keychains mm -hmm. and they'll weigh five pounds. This is not good for the tumbler where the key is inserted. This, of course, only goes for vehicles that have the keys that go into the ignition nowadays. Some do not. Those, you can put all the trinkets on it you want, but the old-fashioned style where you put the key in the ignition, please keep that at a minimum. Um, the ignition components now, unlike days before, they have a lot of polymers in there, plastics, and the cars can get up to 160 to 170 degrees in the sun, especially in the summer. This breaks it all down. So all that unneeded weight is just harmful for it. I recommend getting a little uh, clip so you can remove your car keys from your other keys if you want to carry all these trinkets. When you use your car, remove the key from the clip and do it that way. Okay, it sounds very informative. Thank you. Thank you. Johanna had several questions for us today. The first one she was wondering about fuel grade. And remember what I said before, it's not the octane level, but it's the type of fuel that you're putting in your tank. We highly recommend using the top tier fuel like we do and for you to find out who in your area supplies top tier fuel. And remember that's in octane 87, 89, and 92. Ask your ASC certified technician, the one you rely upon to fix your car. They're going to be able to tell you which gas stations in the area will be able to take care of this for you. Uh, top tier fuel story, I always buy my dad's car off him. He gets a new car and I've known what has happened to it. I know the repairs on it. I don't like car payments. I buy the car off of him when he chooses to purchase a new one. But one thing I can always rely upon 
is he always uses top tier fuel in his vehicle. And again, remember, it doesn't matter if it's 87, 89, or 92 octane, but it's top tier fuel. And I know that my induction system in that vehicle's clean. I know the cylinders, pistons, so on and so forth, EGR, everything is clean because it's had the top tier fuel in it. And I know it's going to continue to run clean because I'm going to be using top tier fuel. Very important. This is going to save you so much money and time because you're not taking your car into the repair shop for repairs that could have been prevented just because you used top tier fuel. The other thing that I found that was interesting that Johanna said was regarding trinkets on the keys. Some of them, I swear, they're a boat anchor. You could go fishing, just take your keys, put a fishing line on it, throw it out, and that boat wouldn't go anywhere. You can still have your trinkets. I recommend using a clip so you can remove your key to put into the ignition, and you can keep your trinkets with your house keys and all your other keys and enjoy those little things, I love mom, so on and so forth. Let me give you a true story of a customer who did not heed our warning. And this is going to happen more and more because of the anti-theft on the vehicles. They came in with a European car. Well, actually, they didn't come in. It was towed in because the ignition where the key goes into the tumbler, the key and tumbler portion of the ignition, literally cracked. And when I asked them to see the key, again, there's your boat anchor, and no explanation needed, they needed another key and tumbler. Well, it so happens, because of the security and because of the make and model of the car, that car sat for almost six weeks. Now, mind you, we ordered the part the day the car was towed in. But since they had to get the part from Europe, it was six weeks before that customer got their car back. We got the key and the new tumbler, installed it in less than an hour. The car sat there all that time. Just think of the money that they had to pay for a new key and tumbler, shipping, the charges for a rent-a-car so they could get around town because they didn't have their car because of that tumbler crack, because of the heat, the plastic, that boat anchor that they had hanging off their keychain. Just think of the money they could have saved. Now, you know, this isn't just for European cars. This is for all foreign and domestic cars. Where you put the key in, it's a polymer now. It's not steel like it used to be. Please, like I said, get another keychain or get a removable keychain that you can put just the ignition key in the car. And for those of you who just have the key fobs, you don't have a key to insert into the ignition anymore, put all the trinkets on there you want. It's not going to harm anything. You've been listening to Car Care for the Clueless on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Pam Oaks, and we've been talking to several of my customers that have come in for service that had other questions regarding their car and car care. Now let's go on to our next customer. We have John from Florida with us today. John, what car care question do you have for us? Yes, uh, I have a question about the plug changing on the new vehicles. Uh, I get refrigerant reports of different mileage, uh, 50,000, 100,000. 
never change them, so I'm just wondering what would be the proper answer to that question. Well, it all depends upon what make and model vehicle you have. Each manufacturer has their own specifications. Some have the traditional spark plug where you would change out every 30, 35,000 miles. Others have the platinum, double platinum, or iridium spark plug, which they say 100,000 miles, but that's for no stop and go traffic, no mountainous terrain, no severe duty, no snow, no excessive heat, which leaves a lot of us out. So depending upon your driving habits and the type of fuel you use in your vehicle will depend upon how long those specialized spark plugs will last. Okay, uh, that helps me a lot, uh, thank you. Like we told John, replacing the spark plugs depends upon the vehicle's maintenance program. But let me give you an example of why you don't do this yourself. We had a customer who wanted to save some money, had a four-cylinder vehicle, and decided they were going to replace the spark plugs themselves. That's okay, if you know what you're doing. He went into an auto parts store and he asked for four spark plugs for his vehicle. Now, this is the trick. When you go into an auto parts store or any parts store, you have to make sure that you're getting exactly what you need for your vehicle. Nothing more or nothing less. Remember, they're there to sell parts. They're there to make sure that you buy the most expensive parts. It's not always the case that the most expensive parts are the best parts for your car. So he went in and he got these spark plugs and he installed them and the car didn't really run too well. In fact, it ran pretty bad. Pretty bad to the point it got towed into the shop, my shop. Well, we were trying to figure out why it had all these misfire codes and everything. He's explaining he just put plugs in it and we're we're thinking, ah, okay, well, let's find out what happened here. So we pulled one of the plugs, we matched the plug up to what was supposed to have been in there, and it didn't even belong. So basically, we had a clerk try to price him out the most expensive spark plugs that weren't for his car. He installed them, got towed in, had to pay us to undo what he did. Think of the money he could have saved if he just had it done by an ASC certified technician the first time. And the aggravation. And the tow bill. I don't think I have to go on, do I, folks? If you don't know, you don't touch it. Just like I don't know plumbing. I don't touch anything regarding plumbing. I know automobiles. I repair automobiles. I don't know anything about construction. Therefore, I don't build anything. Automotive, I can fix it. We all have our fortes. Let's stick to them. You save money, you save time, you save aggravation. Good advice. Let's go on to our next customer. Hi, we have Colleen from Florida. And Colleen, you have a question for us? Yes, I do, Pam. How often do I need to rotate my tires? Tire rotation varies on the type of vehicle that you have and where you drive it. For an example, a severe duty, if you were in, well, we're in Florida here, they have coral and shell composite in the asphalt, and it's much harder on the tire composite. Therefore, we recommend rotating them more often than your manual suggests, which could be between five and 7,500 miles. We recommend every 3,000 miles. Now up north, where 
they drive on concrete and they don't have that rough surface composite within their asphalt, there you probably could get away with the five or 7,500. Plus they don't have to deal with the heat that we have down here. Another severe duty situation would be as if we were in mountainous terrain or a ton of stop and go traffic. You never ever can rotate too much. Well, thank you, that answers all my questions. So for her example, I'm gonna tell you about a customer who came in. He was complaining about he was getting poor gas mileage and his car was shaking a lot, especially at lower speeds now than it had been before. We took his car, we didn't even have to take it down the street, we just took it into the bay and we feel it, it was horrible. And we put it up in the air and the inside of the tire tread was gone. It was the steel cord was coming out of the tires. And we brought the customer back, we showed him that the inside of the tires were bald and he says, how can this be? My steering wheel was straight, and when I let go, which you should never do, let go of it, the car went perfectly straight. So then they got upset because they couldn't understand how their tires could wear, yet their car didn't pull to the left or to the right. There are three geometries on your steering and suspension in a car. X, Y, and Z. We've all had Algebra 2. We've all had a plot X, Y, and Z. Camber, caster, and tow. Think of it that way. Each vehicle has specific readings for X, Y, and Z, or camber, caster, and tow. If two complement each other, you will not feel a pull. That's why, like I always recommend, when you get gas, you turn your wheels away from the gas pump, get out of your vehicle, go around to the front of the car, just look at the tread for 10 seconds each tire then go and fill up if you see anything unusual go to your ASC certified technician and ask their opinion well it's time for our gadget guru Peter Sudak and he usually comes up with some pretty neat stuff for us to either add on or add into our vehicles to make our lives a little easier so uh, let's give Peter a call and see what he has for us today Hello. Hello, Peter. This is Pam at Car Care for the Clueless. How are you today? Good, Pam. How are you today? Good. So what do you have for us? Well, I've got a product called First Aid Collection, which is just to see why I'm short of having a medicine cabinet for your vehicle. Really? Yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it looks like uh, you can take care of little minor cuts and scrapes, uh, insect stings and all sorts of neat little stuff uh, if you get hurt while you're traveling. It, it, Serious? Yeah, it has several different classes of bandages. Uh, it's got gauze pads, got first aid tape, it's got cleansing wipes, it's got a sting relief pad, it's got alcohol cleansing wipes. How big is uh, this package? Yeah, it's a great medicine cabinet and a small little package for your car. Oh, it's a has, small package. How, how big is it? Uh, it's about eight inches high by about two inches wide. And oh. Just a little little cylinder, just stuffed full of all sorts of medical goodies. So, so it's, oh, so it's encased in a cylinder like plastic or something? or Yeah, in a plastic container, yeah. Okay, so something I could fit in my glove box. box. Oh, yeah, definitely fit in the glove box. You can put it in a storage area in the trunk. It'll definitely fit in there, no problem. 
Wow. Uh, product, believe it or not, also has a couple of two packs of non-aspirin tablets and also has a couple of uh, motion sickness pills in case you're on a ride <laughs> and somebody doesn't like the car ride too much. <laughs> Seriously. Well, that's oh, pretty, that's pretty that's neat. Yeah. That's pretty it's funny, got even too. a little brochure to tell you what to use and how to use it. And for the money, I think it's only like eight ninety nine. That's a Worthwhile investment to have in the car just for minor scrapes, headaches, a little motion sickness for somebody. You know, that I can be... think of somebody that could use those motion sickness pills while somebody else is driving. But that's another story at another time. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I, just, I just find that part amusing, which, yes. I mean, trust me, motion sickness is not amusing. But, you know, it's just right. pretty bizarre that somebody would have the foresight to put that in there, which is it's great. Yeah, that's a good thing because, you know, on windy roads when I was a kid, I couldn't deal with them very well. I had to use the motion sickness pill, but really? you know, I can deal with them now, but I couldn't okay. handle them before. But it's a good thing to have in there for the youngsters just in case they can't ha handle the windy roads. Oh, did you uh, grow up in the mountains? Yeah, growing up in the mountains when they had the real windy roads back and forth, yeah, I uh -huh. normally would get car sickness from it and I'd have to take a... Have a motion sickness dog. You have to take them before we go, just to make sure nothing happened. And wow. everything worked out fine. But that was when I was a kid. But I don't have that problem anymore. So well, that's good. Yeah, inner ear thing was still uh, developing for you, I guess. Then. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty neat. They even got a if you get stung by a bee or something, they got an insect sting relief pad in here, and they got some antibiotic ointments. And even if you got a, a obviously a very minor burn. If you touch something hard in the car or something like that, they've got uh, one little small package of burn gel on there to put on there to oh. ease the pain as well. They thought of everything, didn't they? Yeah, they've got everything in there, just everything short of a medicine cabinet. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you for the recommendation. Yeah. yeah and I found, actually, I found this product. I didn't actually find this at the auto parts store. I found it at the grocery store. Really? <laughs> in the weird... I was just going through the grocery store, and I went by the little automotive sections to have, you know, the oil and the uh -huh. armor oil and all that stuff. And yeah. just happened to see it sitting there, and I flipped it over and read the directions and contents. And it's like, it would be a good product to talk about on the show because it's got basically everything you need for when you're driving your car after you've, after you've had it fixed up properly. Oh, yeah, true, true. And so that uh, product you picked up, where is that going to go now? Uh, that's gonna, that'll be going and putting in the car. In the back in a little cubby hole back there in case I need it while I'm traveling. That's neat. So that would be good for anybody in any vehicle. Yes, it'll work for, yeah, any car. Great. It'll work for anybody in any car. It'll definitely be an asset to have in the back just in case, especially okay. people with uh, kids. Well, what a neat idea, Peter. Well, thank you for joining us again this week, and I uh, look forward to talking to you next week. Okay, thank you. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now for uh, Pam's Automotive Minute. I'm closing our segment today about car questions. I've got a question for you. When you have your dog or your cat in the car with you, how do you keep them restrained? We wear seat belts. Our children wear seat belts and car seats. What do we have for our pets? Well, there are several items out there to restrain your animals while you're driving in the car. They have carriers and they have harnesses, but they actually have seatbelt buckle harnesses 
for your larger dogs. And I highly recommend this. God forbid you're in an accident. You don't want Fido flying through the vehicle up to the front seat and out the front windshield. I mean, there are pets, there are family. We want everybody safe. Take the $25 investment. Get your pup or your cat a harness that actually buckles to the seatbelt. I've seen them in catalogs. I've seen them at the pet store where we have them for our two dogs. It's the best $25 investment I could have made, knowing that I'm safe in an accident, they're safe in an accident, and uh, it's very humane. Next week's show, and I can't wait for this one, maybe a two-part, depending upon if I get this interview with this other technician or not. It's entitled, How Do You Know If Your Technician's Telling You the Truth Regarding Your Car Repair? I find it absolutely fascinating. I think it's informative. I think you're going to learn a lot from it, like I learned a lot. I learn every day, every time I do anything. I want to learn something. But mainly, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to find out if your technician's telling you the truth. Also coming up, we're going to be talking about when are you going to need breaks. Vacation thing's going to come up in a few weeks. We have Memorial Week coming up. We're going to talk about how prep your car for Memorial weekend vacation and summer vacation and how to keep the kids occupied while you're driving, how you can make your automobile safe so you're not breaking down. We just have a whole slew of things coming out. I'm really excited about it. So until next week, I appreciate you tuning in. And if you have a car care question you'd like to ask us on our show next week or consecutive weeks, just email us at carcarefortheclueless at AOL.com. That's carcare, the number four, clueless at AOL.com. We look forward to receiving your letters. And remember, you too can be car care savvy. Take care.